I don't believe in no one's scenarios. Data, 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 I cannot make bricks without clay. I don't know where you get your delusions, laser brain. Hello and welcome to today's Cheeky Scientist Radio Show. I am your host, Isaiah Henkel. Today we're talking about LinkedIn strategies. Really, what's going to have the maximum impact for the least amount of work or changes to your profile? Let's say you're just not getting results on LinkedIn. You got to make some changes. You got to do it within 24 hours. What are you going to do? When it comes to your headline, which is 80% of the strength of your profile in terms of keywords, right? That's the the keywords in your your headline are weighted 80% stronger than the keywords in the rest of your profile. So what do we we put in that area? What should it look like? I'm going to give you 15 examples at the end of this show. So the the first hack, the, the first trick, so to speak, the first thing you may not know about is that when you go to your profile, you'll see a, a, a box below your profile. This box is where you need to click to show recruiters, as in re- employers who are using LinkedIn Recruiter, a separate LinkedIn, that you're open for a job. You, you click this box and you actually put in the job titles you want to be found for. Hello, if you're not being found for any jobs, if no recruiters, employers are reaching out to you, this is likely why you're not even activated yet on LinkedIn Recruiter or LinkedIn Talent Insights. You also put the locations you want to work and you can choose whether you want everybody on regular LinkedIn as well to know you're looking for a job where it gives you that green circle that says open to work or just employers as in, you know, your PI is not going to see it. Okay, that's number one. Number two, you got to you got to stop letting employers see your competition. If you go to somebody else's profile in the top right by default, you're going to see a people also viewed section. So if I'm an employer looking at your profile, I, I see you, but I also see all these other people that other employers viewed who might have better headlines than you, might be better dressed than you. You don't know. The problem. The, the, the point is you don't want them seeing your competition. So you can go into your privacy settings under syncing options and turn off people also viewed. On top of this, a lot of employers use their own applicant tracking system software. Some of them just do basic web-based searches. They don't use LinkedIn, but your LinkedIn profile will come up to the top of their search and they'll click on it from that web-based search or from their ATS. And when they do, they're not signed into LinkedIn. They can't see you on LinkedIn. How you look on LinkedIn to somebody who's not signed in is very limited, doesn't even show your picture. So once you go into your privacy sections, your section under visibility of your profile and network and allow people to see who you are. Okay, on top of this, you can also, uh, so that section is called profile viewing options. Choose whether you're, you're visible or viewing in private mode and then edit your public profile, choose how your profile appears to non-logged in members via search, change both of those to full profile. Also, turn on who can see and download your email address to everyone. Just use an email that's just for your job search if you're worried about spam, but make sure it's very easy to find your email if an employer is looking for you, so easy for employers to find it. You'll also want to put it at the bottom of your summary section, which we'll talk about in a minute. Your SSI score, if you don't know what that is, find out your SSI score, your social selling index, it's out of 100. This is very important. You want to get it as close to 100 as possible. Very likely it's between 20 and 50% for you. And this can be misleading because if you have 100 connections, which is a very small amount of connections, it might inflate the score similar to uh, Amazon product that has only five reviews and has five stars. Well, but if it had 500 reviews, right, it might have four and a half stars. You, that, that's more meaningful. So you need to connect with at least a thousand or more people. You need to pay attention to the four elements that make up your SSI score that determine your visibility. Your 
number one, as they call it, establishing your professional brand, really filling out your overall LinkedIn profile. Number two, engaging with insights. When you open up LinkedIn, where does it take you? Not to your profile. It takes you to your news feed. It wants you to engage with the feed. Comment once per day at the very least. Post once per week at the very least. And connect with the right people and then build relationships. You have to connect with people in the industry you want to get into or you will not be shown to people in that industry, including the gatekeepers, the employers, the recruiters, the hiring managers, the talent acquisition specialists. The ratio matters here. You can't just connect, connect, connect. You want to send a message so they connect back. Same with building relationships, that final metric, how many people you reach out to after you're connected or within mail. How many of them are responding to the messages you send out? This ratio matters. All right, so uh, we're going to keep going here. Now, for, for your headline, I want you to ask yourself, is it future-facing? Does it include keywords for the types of positions that you want? I'm going to give you some headline examples here soon. The headshot, ask yourself this. Are you wearing your business attire, what you would wear to an interview? Is the photo high quality? LinkedIn's algorithm can read the metadata. It knows if you're looking at the camera, if you're smiling, if it's good lighting, or if it's pixelated, if people are cropped out of it. Your summary, is it personalized, right? Is it in the first person narrative? It should be. Does it include keywords and a pitch that distinguishes you? Does it even say what you want? I want this job because, and and why you're good at it. Your work experience section, are there bullet points? You got to add bullet points to every uh, section in your, under your experience. Uh, for for each each one, are you adding media URLs, links to maybe there's press releases or something that mentions you? Your education is it your highest level of education? Okay, are you you should add bullet points there. What did you achieve? Don't just say I got a PhD. What did you achieve during that time that's relevant for the jobs you want? Volunteering opportunities so important. You need to put down your volunteer opportunities. LinkedIn loves it when you do. It'll increase your visibility. And employers they look at this to see what you would do without pay. Like what are you actually passionate about? And again, add some bullet points uh, to show that you've achieved some results. You weren't just doing it for one day for no reason because somebody made you do it. Add your publications. The other authors show that you can get a large scale prod, uh, project that likely took many years to do done. And it's, it's your co-authors means there was cross-functional collaboration. This is important. Add courses, add organizations as well. Okay. Now you obviously need to have a background photo that should be symbolic of the field you want to get into or, or the location where you want to work. Uh, when it comes to your headlines, as I mentioned, uh, I do want to talk about some example headlines here that are going to help you really get your headline started if you haven't done so, right? So having something to compare it to can really help. Before I get there, though, I want to talk about a couple, couple of hacks or tricks to do to your summary. Most of us do not build out our summary very well. First of all, the first sentence is crucial. It should be in the first person. And it should say exactly what you want as far as a job goes and why you're a great fit for that job, why you're a great candidate. You only have one sentence to do this because that's all they see without clicking see more. And it should be in the first person. So I am an aspiring research scientist, senior scientist, a medical science liaison, data scientist, a consultant, whatever the position is, who wants to get into this sector because I have experience in XYZ or I have the ability to do XYZ, which makes me the perfect candidate for this role. Right? Whatever the, think of the, the biggest career highlights, the most relevant skills that are on the job postings you see for this role. You have to flat out say, I want to get into this role and I'd be good at it because of this. Then write a, a conversational paragraph further backing that up. So if they do click see more, they can read more about why you're the best fit. 
complement it with some bullet points with relevant keywords, talking about results you've achieved that are relevant for the role that you want. Right. So that first sentence, then a short two, three sentences, still in the first person, then bullet points, at least three bullet points, kind of like the professional summary on your resume, which we've talked about in other radio shows. Right. And then you have another couple of sentences in the first person. You could add more bullet points. Make sure your email address is at the end so they don't have to spend money to contact you. They have to spend money to, to buy in-mails, uh, employers do. But if you have an email, especially an email that you're just using for your job search there, it's a huge advantage. So do that, add images, bring in URLs. This will take your summary to the next level. Now, we've talked about the images. We've talked about the summary. The, the final component of that visual center, which we've also talked about, is the headline. I'm going to give you some example headlines here from PhDs who have been hired. The first headline, right? They're just words. Um, I'm going to say the words. This is headline number one. R&D scientist, molecular biologist, environmental sciences, cross-functional collaborator, functional genomics, sustainable agriculture, scientific writing, yoga enthusiast. Okay. So what's included here with that headline and all of these? The job they want, the R&D scientist. Other keywords that are on the job posting, mostly related to the transferable and technical skills, molecular biologist or environmental sciences, those are the more technical-based, but cross-functional collaborator, the transferable-based. And then something that breaks the ice, something that humanizes the person, a yoga enthusiast, something that the majority of people understand, including the gatekeepers who don't have PhDs. Here's another one. Data scientist, leader, computational, chemical, physicist, taekwondo black belt. Another, experienced design researcher, UX, CX, XD, art enthusiast. Another, medical science liaison, science communicator, key opinion leader, relationship builder, oncology, neurology, hiking. I love this one because a lot of us, we think in terms of ists, I'm a neuroscientist, I'm a oncologist. No, no, they want you to, they talk about the field. This is position for the audience, key opinion leader. That's what they say in the field of the medical science, uh, medical science liaison field, science communicator. And then hiking. If you can't think of anything, that's my, my tip always is to say hiking, okay? If you walk to the classroom or the lab or whatever, you're into hiking, okay? You're just, it's just different shoes. Product manager, poet, interdisciplinary PhD, UX researcher, extreme polymath, scholar, clinical research associate, oncology, cricket. Another, management consulting, project management, material scientist, nanotechnology, scuba and skydiver. Another field application scientist, dynamic communicator, accomplished researcher, relationship builder, travel enthusiast. Another clinical research scientist, neuroscientist, proteomics, mic micro microscopist, avid reader. Another research scientist, cancer biologist, molecular target discovery, 3D, 3D cancer organoids, CRISPR, willing to relocate, fitness enthusiast. A few more. Program coordinator, IGO, NGO, government, humanities, leader, community organizer. Another data scientist, atmospheric scientist, Python, SQL, soccer. Translational research scientist, biomedical sciences, project manager, regulatory affairs, yogi. Chemist, nanomaterials expert, process development, creative problem solver, cross functional collaborator, bookworm. Entrepreneur, Scientist, leader, speaker, philanthropist, health enthusiast. Last one, clinical outcomes research scientist, psychologist, sociology, effective communicator. 
All right. Hopefully this helps you with your LinkedIn profile, give you some insights on some quick ways that you can boost your visibility, start making traction on LinkedIn so you can find that dream position for you. Now, next week, I'm going to be talking about our transition challenge, our first ever transition challenge. Very excited about this. It's going to take place November 8th through the 15th. I'm doing a dynamic live teaching for five days on topics we've never covered before. Up to date to help you get into that role. I want to challenge you to transition. Stay tuned. I have a lot more on this. You'll be able to learn more if you go to cheekyscientist.com. You can go there to find out about this transition challenge soon. There's nothing there yet, but it will be. So stay stay tuned. Uh, as always, remember your value as a PhD and start thinking and acting like a successful industry professional.